When you're deep in a dark dungeon and the cleric's down and dying And you've taken all the potions you had left And you feel like you are doomed because the demon you set loose is coming after you And you can smell its breath Don't ever give up Hello, welcome to the Real Point Exchange. This is Adam and joined as always is my co-host Chris And our special guest And I'm Greg Prenmore Awesome, Greg. So, what brings you to our little neck of the woods today? Begging for money. (laughs) (laughs) I have a Kickstarter going for a new game called Goblin, the two Bs and an apostrophe. And as of this date, which is recording date uh, October 25th, looks like your congratulations are in order. Looks like your project is uh, fully funded at the moment. Yeah, last couple of days we got the base uh, 1500 down. Awesome. Well, congratulations. So, Greg, why don't you uh, kind of start us off here? What's what's your elevator pitch for goblins? Assuming I know that phrase correctly through context, it's uh, that goblins from the fantasy world are kicked out and land in the post-apocalypse Earth where they figure out what technology is and try not to die. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. So seems like with goblins, post-apocalyptic Earth here, we got like a, a like a blending, I guess you could say, of of genres. Is that safe to say? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a butting of heads. It's definitely a factor within themes and characters themselves. Like some are adamantly against technology. They're like, no, magic is better, and I don't like it now because everyone can shoot somebody fifty feet, fifty feet away. Well, I gotta spend what ten years learning to throw a fireball. Well, <laughs> even then, they they're goblins, so they can barely do magic, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They, only if you're the shaman class, essentially, or specialty in this case, and uh, they can only do things that they could piece together logically. So if they could not teleport, they don't understand what would happen in between, but they could throw a fireball because fire can exist, and they've seen fire do that before. They're all level one wizard levels. <laughs> so let, let's uh, talk about what your idea of goblins are in this setting. Like, what are they? They are... Just the, like kind of the lowest life form, and they're kind of aware of it, which gives them like massive inferiority complexes, which they throw at everybody. Um, they're very, I think I have pinpointed them between somewhere like right between humans and roaches and frogs, and just the <laughs> worst parts of each. They're thieving cowards. They're the they're the, the little runs you throw at heroes at ha- or level one, and they chop them down by a dozen. All right, who would win in a fight between a goblin and a kobold? Probably a kobold. I think uh, I, I barely touch on their existence. I kind of like leave the fantasy world to at arm's length in the story, but uh, I, I think I've, I've kind of pictured them as having actual like culture and cooperation. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, unless the kobold got unless the goblin got like a, just a real good frenzy going, probably yeah. the kobold he can like, keep his head together. I love this blending or headbutting, as you mentioned beforehand, mm-hmm. of world. As far as like game mechanics, is this a, what kind of system do we expect here? I, I, if memory serves me correct, you're not using like a straight up D20 system for goblins. No, nah, it's an original system that I kind of fell into to a degree. Um, uh, it's all about D12s. For various reasons that were mostly a joke and now makes sense, but um, basically because a human being rolls d20, an elf would roll d20, the goblins are d12, they're kind of funny looking, nobody uses them, and uh, it's about half a person. Uh, <laughs> I wrote the joke in the book that it's like, we're doing this because goblins will eat every other dice we put in front of them, but the d12, so it's the only one that works. <laughs> um, but what I, I particularly liked it, it's... The overall tone of the game I tried to go for was D&D, but dumber or worse, which is like, you know, every shaman is a level one wizard. Every uh, you don't really die from damage very often. You die because you scratch your leg and run home crying it and trip over a landmine or something. But yeah, mostly the, mechanically what I really found I was liking was I kept getting the play tests and like learning almost nothing about like the armor ratings or the challenge ratings because I'm like, OK, well, everyone's getting crits, which makes nothing which doesn't prove anything but i was like wait that is a proof in itself that it's all blind luck and like blinding stupidity so chris are all the best stories though all the best D stories are like then i rolled a 20 and everyone laughed and i can really appreciate that aesthetic because that's basically how fiasco works and that it's all just blind dumb luck <laughs> yeah you literally can roll that in that game to have an adi plan done to perfection 
<laughs> yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> we of. always Whenever. try to get that one. <laughs> always. Never anything but, right? Oh, yeah. So it seems almost like the goblins in this story, if, if of course, you know, a couple bad rows and everything can go to, go to crap anyway. But it just seems like despite their inadequacies, the failures actually make you love them that much more kind of deal like that. Just. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of their time to shine, whether they realize it or not. Like, uh, they don't know why they're here. Just something that the wizards all got tired of them, or every species got tired of goblins for being, like, toxic to the environment and, like, useless and cowardly. And so they bulk banish them to Earth, or the alternate future dead Earth, and they're just delighted because no one's there to boss them around anymore, no one's there to kill them for experience points. They're just running around, not realizing they're immune to radiation because they're such horrible creatures genetically. Um, they're, you know, like if, if they like cut themselves, something they have a very high healing factor and survival rate. So they don't realize it because they're giant cowards. But if they get fall on a rusty nail, they'll go, ow, anyway, I'm going home and uh, they <laughs> walk it off and then forget they impaled their foot and just wonder why they had a badge there and throw it away one day. But, uh, God, I, I just, I love that so much. Everything about that is perfect. <laughs> yeah, the, like I was saying, the main uh, thing that will kill you is panic when a goblin just runs out of circle screaming. I said, like, you know, I someone has, like, how how's that work? I'm like, well, the main scenario I picture that, like, peeking in is not so much, you know, three guys are dead and you're the last one standing. It's that the one guy takes one hard hit tries to run the battle screaming, and we're like, shit, he's our only tank. Hold him down. <laughs> one guy's holding him down while shooting at the monster, and everyone's doing the actual fighting, and the the leader is yelling at him, like, calm down, calm down, and get your ass in here. And like, You're not bleeding. I swear you're not bleeding. <laughs> this actually works. really reminds me of a weirdo indie game Jason Morningstar made called Drowning and Falling. <laughs> Where literally the only way you can be hurt is by drowning or falling, and all damage is defined in that way in some way. <laughs> so it's like, I'm drowning in emotion. Or I'm like falling for you. <laughs> no, I think like I've heard that guy's name before, but I don't... Oh, uh, he did... He's Bully Pulpit Games, so he's done Night Witches and Fiasco. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's just, I always appreciate weirdo ideas like this. I, I'm definitely backing you at a level where you're you're going to have to run a game for us, because I'm just excited hey, for this. Now you sing our level my mom now. <laughs> <laughs> Which everyone noticed, because, like, three people said, like, I saw your mom's on there, because she also, she had my last name, and she double-posted. <laughs> She's like, Yo, go get him, Greg, you can do it. I'm like, yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, it's okay, we get it. That's a mom thing to do. Like, hey, listen, even Kid Hyde has a mom. Now, come on. <laughs> no, we all joked, like, we wanted her to get the, like, the, what, like, $1,000 or $2,000 level where I had to fly to her house to run a game for, and I live, like, down the block from her. <laughs> it's like, Mom, wait for Thanksgiving! Okay, so I do have a confession. I was thinking about saving this a little bit toward the end of the end of the interview, but the first time I encountered Gob was at Gen Con. I was uh, you ran the game for David Doberman, didn't you? Were you up there, or did, did Matt, or did uh, that was Matt? I haven't been to Gen Con yet. Uh, I'm probably going to this year just because of the game and because Ross yeah. said, "I guess I'll see you there in during interview." So <laughs> I'm like, well. <laughs> Well, now you have to. Uh, you know, Frost Paper says it's, it's uh, gospel. But that game was going on the same time I was playing, like, like some dwarven drinking game at another table where one of the players ended up getting slapped in the face, which was the card said it. It wasn't, you know, whatever. But, like, I just remember seeing the, the group that Matt was playing with just enjoying everything so much. And I even, okay, looking over my shoulder. <laughs> All right. So anyway, when I snuck outside to have a cigarette at Bear Gen Con, my wife looks at me now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> confessions, they all come out during the podcast. But I stepped outside and David, who had just played in the game, just kept raving about it and his experience that he had playing it. So it's like I knew this was coming down the pipeline. I didn't know exactly when it was, but just judging by just the reactions of the people at the table next to me. It just seemed like everybody was having a good time and had nothing but great things to say about it. So, I mean, honestly, like I, I, when I heard that he was like ranting about it and Matt was sending him like quotes from Skype before the game got posted, I, I was like, 
he, David's one of the guys, like, if anyone likes the game, I'm glad it was him because he's, he's very, like, into the role playing. He, he makes bad choices on purpose and such. And that's what the Goblin's all about. It's super easy to break the game. And I, but I, I basically put a note in the middle of somewhere of like, yeah, but don't. <laughs> then, you're, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, man. No, this, this, this just ain't that sort of game. I mean, if you break it, you break it in such a way that it hurts you instead of the game. Yeah, everybody else is making bad decisions, falling down holes and like eating explosives and such. It sounds more like a feature instead of a bug. You know what I mean? Yeah. So can you tell me real quick, just to recap everything. So we've, we've got this post-apocalyptic world. And then we have these mythical or mythical, maybe a strong word for goblins. But we have this folklorish creature that's been banished to our now dead or desolate or dying world. And so we got this melding of Fallout post-apocalyptic, if you wanted to include that kind of stuff, but you also have that fantasy element. Can you kind of give me an idea of, like, so how would a typical game of goblins run? Like, what kind of, what kind of stuff do goblins do? What's, what's their id? Yeah, uh, well, they are very much their ids, so that often means, what is that, or get me food. So it's, uh, or look what I found, and... <laughs> Uh, let's see. Like, a, like the real basic one I ran first ever was a uh, like a random ass like uh, pick up Skype game with some friends where uh, I get handed out the classes and I was like, okay, like the chief calls you over because you're the ones that are like capable enough but gullible enough and no one quite likes you enough, and he throws a map written on a paper towel and marker at your feet <laughs> and says, "The scouts found food. Go get food." <laughs> Don't come back till you have a lot of food. <laughs> and it wasn't until like a week ago that I realized, like, God, for the most part, goblins are pretty good at maps for some reason. But um, in the very like, uh, I had a group with Travis from Drug Dugger last night, and he, he or the other weekend or something like that. But he's like, oh, so they have southern directions. They have go to the tree and then turn up, <laughs> go up the rock until you see the rock it looks like a bird and. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, yeah, I got that. Yep. But um, I realized that, that map could have been wrong. <laughs> like, they told them there's food at the end, and in truth, it was like they got a split path. Like, they found the at the X of the map, and it was just a, uh, it was like at the edge of the bottom of a hill. On top of the hill was like a little fortress, and below it was a factory. And they didn't know which one it was, and both would work. Uh, so yeah, usually it's yeah, it's a lot of like go find, just go that direction, run into things, and then have a climactic thing. Usually a chief is involved because goblins will kind of sit around picking their noses and kicking rocks all day otherwise. Yeah. Um, or just... It, al- it almost feels like goblins' two things are they're supernaturally incompetent and, and supernaturally lucky. Yes, that that's the, base, uh, the basis of why I want crits so much in there was they're going to poke it and they might hit the on button they might just get their finger stuck in the engine or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it's, it so it's very, much. Yeah, it's, it's very childlike exploration as a key, like, tone of it. Like, I, I got actually a lot of inspiration off of Little Fears originally when I was messing with it. Whether you guys know that or not, the one about kids fighting the boogeyman. Yep. Yeah, uh, well, RPPR did a little bit of it, I think. Mostly drug and ugly. But um, it was all, you know, the main thing was you could get stabbed to death by... It, was, it started off as kids fighting Jason, and it kind of got real dark in the first edition until they realized that and pulled it back a little bit. But, uh... It, the main thing was like monsters just kind of went, could like scream at you and you'd roll fear and you'd lose stats off of that. And I was like, I like that idea that fear is going to be what kills you, but I don't want to stab a child to run this game. So like, <laughs> I kind of like stole like just that part of it. <laughs> Cause I ran that game once and I, I did, I, I made a moth that could not fight you as like a maggot that finished off people in the hospital. But even then I was like, man. <laughs> It's gonna bite a kid at some point. I'm gonna feel yeah. bad. Like, I don't do horror well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of those games I can't really get into because the whole child angle. But like something like monsters and other childish things works great. Oh yeah, that, that's a favorite. That's an old favorite because they have all the power at that point, and you can also end up when you lose your hit points, you don't generically die. You have the option yeah. to curl into a ball, run screaming, or uh, mm-hmm. pass out. I think. So yeah, like. All the goblin tactics, basically. Yep. Well, you can't... Well, originally it was always you run away. 
but I've been trying to like tilt the rules a little more to be like if they have a bad idea, let them do the bad idea. <laughs> like, uh, like, like, don't like just immediately wrest away control of a character. Let if they're like, well, then I'm you like do you have a bad idea? And sometimes they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to set my grenade and kill a thing that scared me or <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> or uh, the one guy – I played a game pretty recently for I was trying to do long-term stuff, and he they they, owned, they took over a mine. But they like woke up a, like a giant insect bat thing that started going after them, and he, 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 he failed his brave check, and he's like, okay uh, – I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to. Can I kill him? Like, you, no, you can't kill it. You're afraid of it. What? Do you, what else can you do? He's like, they're fighting in their office that they made their like their chief's hut, and so he's like, well, I'm gonna go get that dragon we found, quote unquote. Start the engine up, and he just like rode the bulldozer into the building, screamed the entire time. He destroyed his house to try to kill this thing because he couldn't fight in the fair fight anymore. And so like, nice. He did crush it, but they're like, okay, you don't have a house anymore. Like, you don't have shelter tonight. That's just the oddest Doctor Strange love kind of ending to it. Uh, I think <laughs> these like I think I what I love most about Goblin is that like they're basically the ultimate player characters. Yeah, they're they're uh, player characters writ large. Yeah, the, the note I put in the early setup of getting character kind of thing. That's like, look, if you're playing D anD D, you you got a, you find a magic sword and you're like. Man, I want to take that magic sword from my friend, but I'm lawful good paladin, so I can't. I'm like, you've got a reason. You've got a reason for everything now. You're a goblin. <laughs> you could shank your buddy and take the sword. It'll probably be okay and walk it off. So, <laughs> I do have a question. I was just kind of brought it up. I have listened to the RPPR run through of the game. Like, how how does this uh, getting into a position of a fear check? I understand it. Like, as far as the rest of the thing go, uh, the game goes. You know, you're you're rowing to, you know, see if you hit. You're rowing to, you know, see if you know something. Like you're, you're pulling on these stats that you got. Like what is, mm-hmm. what is fear based on, and how do you get in a position to where you run away? Uh, well, yeah, you get, you get the point. I keep getting to bring up. Uh, I was pleased with the stats. I originally wanted to make them an acronym for a goblin, but I could not do it. But yeah, it's bash, brave, run, no jerk, and laugh uh, for your general physical and social mental stats but um brave is how you it raise your hit points because you you that's more damage you can take without getting scared uh and it's basically there's certain monsters and certain events that have terror which is a, you know a giant wendigo suspend roars at you or a uh, bomb goes off by your head you have to roll courage yeah which is your are brave have certain bonuses but um and every time you take you lose your hit points you're out of hp uh you roll courage Again, because you're like, oh no, I'm actually bleeding now. Oh shit, and uh, and that gets increasingly harder, and you take penalties as you get wounded. But uh, yeah, I think we run HP. You roll, scares it happens, and yeah, when you fail it to whatever level, then you just go running scared. Okay, so it or you it, do something stupid. So it's not exactly if if the GM and if the game was going this way, even if a character fell a check and stuff like that, it'd just really be up to what's going on at the table. If like you know. Say he runs, he takes off screaming and runs and actually didn't land to a mile of another dragon or monster or something like mm-hmm. that. It, it's, the failing that doesn't necessarily need to be the end as long as it kind of, like, it, depending on what's going on at the table or ne- what narratively works out. Is that? Yeah, it's open-ended to a lot of ways that, um, there's, there's several mechanics of someone to, you know, you know, say kind of words to you and be like, no, no, it's okay. You're better than this, but then roll laugh. Uh, they can say, sit down and shut up, loser, and roll jerk. Um, which is the one rare case where laugh is better because not people, people take laugh because there's laugh and jerk. Yeah. It's being nice and being cruel. And everyone's like, no, I want to be a jerk. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, what was it? Or you can just roll bashed to tackle them to the ground and hold them down for two rounds, which is less practical, but it works. <laughs> Where's it going with that? Oh, yeah, but like, say, uh, in the RPR game where, Aaron failed his check against the the Mountain King, the Yeti creature, and he just ran screaming down the road. If no one stopped him, David had every right to kill him. <laughs> just like yeah, he's alone and scared and running blindly through the apocalypse in the mountainside. He could have gotten like you know fallen off the cliff. He could have gotten like, eaten by a bear. He could have yeah, yeah, gotten run over on the car right and came rolling down the hill. But yeah, it's just a narrative thing. Uh, also, effectively, if you lose a goblin. It's a, it's kind of a victimless crime. It's, uh, 
no one cares. We got more where that came from. Yeah. Go, go check out that garbage can. There's probably a goblin in there. And that was the first game, too, where uh, like one player was late. And he's like, I, I promise I'll make it, whatever. I'm like, yeah, fine, fine. And uh, we'll see. And then they, they had just killed, like, some uh, red caps. They're Mad Max Raider-type goblins. And uh, they like they looted the car, and the like, column showed up. So I was like, okay, yeah, you pop the trunk, and he's tied up in there. And, like, <laughs> he was either hiding or captured. He can't remember. <laughs> I, I love this. it. <laughs> I really love that. <laughs> so as I was prepping for this interview, I I started like with the concept. I was going to ask you what kind of prep would come in from the uh, game master's point of view for this game. But the more we talk, it just seems like. A good starting place to, if I were to design my own goblin uh, scenario, adventure, what have you, would be mm-hmm. to it, maybe look at a common trope or cliche in the Dungeons and Dragons world and then turn it on its ear. Does that seem like a fair assumption? Yep. Uh, the, again, the uh, basic quest that the people play tested so far, that's the sample in the book, is Lord of the, is the Hobbit, but stupid, with a dash Lord of the Rings. Uh, all right, great. Oh, yes. You have to run a game in five minutes. Mm-hmm. What are you going to run? I have several pre-written. Um, nope. Let's see. Got to be new. Oh, oh shit. All right. Uh, let's see. Goblins being stupid somewhere in the world. Um, uh, they live in a shopping mall, which they have converted into habitable space. However, they have all determined that the... Uh, Clothing or equipment or signs or labels of ancient human tribes that they worship in various degrees. Uh, and so there are, oh damn, this is kind of like an idea I had just for amusing myself one day, but they are essentially, uh, having a turf war to take over the mall with <laughs> other store themed tribes and, um, within that mall. Oh god, goblins warriors is what it sounds like. I love it. <laughs> warriors <laughs> come out and. I haven't seen that movie, but I got in the context and I've seen the 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 versus mode like videos on YouTube. The game. <laughs> so that that is the perfect theme for like just the reason I brought this up is because I I always love having games for like when you you're missing two players, so it's like okay, we have to come up with something in the next five minutes, and yeah, I feel like this, this works. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've heard creation takes like 20 to 30 minutes if you're like new to it. And uh, you can just literally throw about like 10, 20 dice and give a character. I think some pre-gens written up somewhere that yeah. no one usually uses because of the, the Gen Con game. But yeah, I've definitely gotten a lot of uh, beer and pretzels kind of uh, notes about it. Um, as far as prep work for a GM, I literally have heard like three-ish people by now say drinking helps. <laughs> I'm fine without it, but yeah, get get that it out is a good way. Your first idea is your best kind of stuff. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, generally, uh, take a D and D or post apocalypse trope and have the goblins screw it up. You know, they find the water purifier from Fallout or something, and they just if that's the shiny thing they want now, and a, a, you know, and they don't know what it does, but everybody wants it, and so you're getting out of town protecting this thing. So. What type of classes? Uh, what, what's character based on? Like, what, what are we working with mm-hmm. here within the goblin? See, so we got the three ways to make a character: throw dice, and that's your character is one. Uh, you get an extra perk that way. I think an extra stat point. No, I think it's a perk, uh, which is your feats essentially. You can build from the ground up, or you have uh, thirteen specialties, which are your classes. They're various, very specific archetypes of goblins. They all have positive and negative sides to even that out. But uh, let's see, the Headrock was a popular one, which are headbutt specialists. They're a clan that has sworn to only headbutt in a battle. <laughs> uh, they, can, they cannot punch, they cannot kick. They must use their misshapen skulls and will gradually take brain damage over the game. <laughs> because it's still not a great idea. We call that character development in the clan. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I, just saw, I just heard a playtest where the one guy had like maxed out his you know, bashing power, but minimizes no, that would be damaged more and more. So he's like, if I fuck up once, I am unconscious, guys, so heads up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, there's the shaman, there's the boss, who is your uh, pseudo-bard character, who is, you do this for me, and I'll take the credit. Uh, let's see what else. Spike from the playtest, if you remember. Um, 
it gets various degrees. Uh, there's the hero, which is not a hero. It is a daredevil, um, but it is the closest they have to one. Uh, he's very good at, you know, avoiding fear effects and he cannot turn down a dare if someone specifically says so. Uh, but it's a, a bonus to do, if, do anything that someone just called them possible or stupid. So wait, is he less a hero and more of a hold my bureau? Yes, that's literally, I, um, I just got to a point where I, I realized people are playing the classes a lot, but they're doing one shots, so there's not a lot to do with the Goblin Greatness, the XP equivalent. We just can do something dumb here at a point. They can save your life if you want to, or you can level up later. Um, so I threw in some upgrades, which are just like little class class particular feats, and I gave them hold my beer <laughs> as one uh, <laughs> for the heroes in particular, which I think is, I think is the increases the bonus of if someone says something is stupid or suicidal, you can just like yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like yeah that and the coward. No one has tried out yet. Um, the coward is like constantly afraid, so when he goes into a panic, he controls himself still. He just can't fight. And if no one sees him coming, he can sucker pu- he has sucker punch, the equivalent of the rogue ambush ability. There's one I'm particularly pleased with, partly because I didn't make it up entirely, but I was I had like ten at the time, I think, when I first made it, and I was like, I want thirteen. Thirteen's a goblin number. Like and I go to my fiance and I was like, Well what's what's a goblin class? What's a kind of goblin? And she's just like, What about a real hairy one? I'm like, oh man, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very popular from when it comes up. But I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm like, Angela, that's not a class. That's that's just a hairy goblin. And he's like, no, he he lives in the snow. That's why he's hairy. I'm like, that's not a reason because he lives somewhere. Wait a minute. <laughs> and so it became the woolly, who is the foreigner. <laughs> just he's, so stupid. I love this. Yeah, he, he's a little version of like I keep picturing uh, the the abominable snowman from Bugs Bunny cartoons. He's got the hair in his face and the hair all over, and so like he, he's got like thicker fur, so he gets like plus one armor, and he can't be hurt by cold or heat because he's got big oily fur all over him, and he can't—he's not scared of things he sees as much because he's got that filter over his face. But his big weakness is he doesn't speak English or goblish. You—you <laughs> <laughs> you pick a vocabulary when you play the character of roughly like five to ten words, and <laughs> that's the one David played up at, at Gen Con, I believe. He was talking about just speaking nonsensical stuff. Uh, no, I think that was somebody else because that was not related, actually. Oh, okay. Um, Ugg was a was a character choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I wrote I wrote the pregens, and one was the brute called Ugg 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 Ugg, Ugg. and he decided that meant he can only say Ugg. I'm like, it's not a bad choice, but yeah, he could only he they did the Kenny talk for him. <laughs> Yeah, the woolly is a similar concept because someone pointed out like you have less com- you have less words than the creature that can't speak English in the group. <laughs> <laughs> and you think it still make charisma rules and everything and just be like more meat, and they're just like he's right. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, as far as uh, looking at the Kickstarter right now, I've, I wanted to ask you real quick. Pledge-wise, it looks like you could pretty much, if you just wanted a digital copy, there's two uh, lower pledges. But uh, it looks like $15 will get you a digital copy of the final release and the playtest as is. Is that about right? I believe so. Uh, yeah, just uh, when we let it go, getting the digital copy with uh, 15 Yeah. And most of what I'm seeing, uh, people are going for the 35 for the hard copies get shipped out. Which is, I guess, print-on-demand through DriveThruRPG, I think? Yeah, just paying the, ship, the shipping only. Sweet, yeah. And what else can we can you get through the pledges? Is there any extra bonuses for, besides, you know, you fly to their house and run a game for your mom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I have to run one for her someday, apparently, so I got like... <laughs> I, I like went on Amazon or eBay and got some like Pathfinder goblins. So they know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I can run games for people. Uh, for slightly more than that, someone in the Joker Ugly or me will run a game of your choice. So you can uh, pick your GM, pick your game. Um, let's see. We are thinking of lowering it, but the uh, higher tiers, you can just make an NPC for the game or make up a class. Give us general like two-sentence idea, and I'm like, all right, I'll stat it out. I keep checking these because I kind of gave Matt, like, 50 ideas, and he's kind of like, well, that one's too expensive, that one's impossible, <laughs> and 
Uh, let's see. What was the other? Oh, uh, everyone who donates, I think it's $2? $5 or more. I will draw a MS Paint goblin for them. <laughs> Given a brief description and within two minutes. So <laughs> nice. I'm not a drawer, but I, I'm a doodler. So that's what you get. Um, I'm honestly the most excited for that, that tier. People seem to be. <laughs> so I'm going to probably live stream doing that at some point. That's going to be like my whole night someday. Can you Bob Ross it as you do it? Yeah, pretty much. Just, uh, <laughs> Look at this happy little goblin. <laughs> Look at him. He's eating a crowbar. You don't know what that is. <laughs> it's there for you and me. That'll <laughs> be our little secret. No, no accidents, <laughs> only happy mistakes. No, wait, this was an accident. Never mind. <laughs> goblins aren't nature's accident. <laughs> cool. Just be glad you're not a goblin. <laughs> you're better than that. <laughs> don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> I think like in the in the stretch goes of this here, like mm-hmm. I, I I dig the fifty fifty page short story, but there's something I w- I wish I'd had actually while prepping for this here. It looks like at uh, the good edition, the Goblin audiobook, <laughs> the good edition. I love that that idea of the. Uh, w- w- why don't you explain it better than me? Sure. Um, basically, uh, I think like a step above the PDF copy is. Uh, giving out an audiobook version, uh, which is just I will plug in a USB mic and read off the fluff bits of the book where I'm like, you know, like, you know, this tribe does this and this is why. And rather than reading off like, you know, shields give plus one defense and do this and this. And so uh, just I am because I get a lot of books where I have to either like uh, like just cram them in between commercials kind of thing when I'm reading them or um, like copy them onto a Google Doc and sneak them in at work. <laughs> Uh, so, so I figure basically a podcast equivalent of like, look, you can read the stats later, but just you know, pop in your car on a road trip and you've read most of the book. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the $16,000 tier, 10, 15 times what we got right now, um, uh, we'll get the good edition. We'll actually get a voice actor, a podcaster, or something to read the book, depending how it works out. I'm personally shooting for either James from The Drunken Dugly or uh, Faust from... RPR and Critical Role? Yeah. I think it's his actual show. I know through RPR, but. Uh, or, thrilling Intent, I believe. Yeah, Throwing Intent. That's the one. I'll, I'll, I'll edit it. Just say Throwing Intent. <laughs> A thrilling Intent? Perfect. <laughs> Don't fucking lie. <laughs> no, yeah, leave it like that, please. <laughs> so much better. I, I only know her through uh, RPR anyway. Which awesome. I mean, and speaking of which, I need to check out your podcast sometime because I heard about it a week ago now. Oh, so, <laughs> I appreciate that. We're we're the uh, we're, under, underground we're scene. Yeah, we're pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty much. But and actually, us being idiots will actually lead to my next point. I want to kind of ask you real quick. When we began this podcast a little over a year ago, well, actually, a while over a year ago. Well. I have an English degree and I just fucked that up, but let's just keep going with that. But I'll since, join the club. Go on. <laughs> and, and don't you hate how everybody gets so damn smart? Like, you're an English major. You should be able to spell that word. Oh man, no, my favorite thing is to fuck up language on purpose now because like I make things intentionally too southern or like swap a verb out because I'm bored of English and like, oh, and, man. like running a tribal setting like this, I'm like, he don't learn too good, and someone <laughs> the editor, editor is like, "Is that on purpose?" I'm like, "Yeah, don't worry about it." <laughs> like, oh man, no, I, I was a bio major, and I I just mess with Adam on a daily basis, and he has a fucking master's degree. <laughs> Not in English, I just have a bachelor's, but <laughs> we digress. We right, we don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, so back to it there. Uh, so. Yeah, you know, I guess how would I gotta grab my train of thought? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, a year okay. ago we started yeah. your podcast. The we started it in mind for people who were just getting started in role playing games. And my question is, uh, what about goblins would be probably a great first step if you or maybe some people in your party have never played role playing a role playing game or you had just a very like say precursory knowledge of a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder which seems mm-hmm. to be the the big ones in the in the, the field. What what does uh, goblins offer for the these first time players? Uh well like I kinda of said before, which was also mechanically turned out to be 
coincidental. It's D and D, but uh, dumped down in various ways. Which all all I'll I'll praise D and I played that for years back in my day. Um, and then I learned there were any other system, and I was like, oh my god, there's more than two flavors, and like, <laughs> oh god, right? Jumped on Moss and Shadows things. I'm like, I can I can play things besides D20 Modern and D and D, and but yeah, and and. Yeah, it, it, it's mildly like more things to consider, but it, everyone knows what Goblin is. They know they're terrible things, and uh, it's just real easy to like. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat the numbers too much. Uh, apart from like tracking your HP and some like I think multiplications in there once or twice. Like that's all the numbers involved in it. You can just take cookie cutter characters and like this is what they are. This is what they do. Blah. You know, this is your fighter equivalent. But here's a funny little quirk to play with. I like that. Uh, so yeah, it, it's. That's the parody part. I will appeal to the uh, the veteran players and also uh, just the real, you know, uh, blunt premise. I guess would be the best way to put it. It's like your your goblins. Someone will tell you what to do. Don't worry. <laughs> like, huh. yeah, no one will blame you. <laughs> you should Incompetence be stupidity works. Is the phrase I keep coming up with when people like when I'm hearing play tests and they're like, "Well, I'm gonna headbutt the door." And like, well, it opens. And like, yeah, <laughs> like that's what <laughs> what they would do, and it would work. <laughs> Everything is broken in high tech. So. It seems like a very large play space for somebody to get their get their bearings on with role playing in general. Since you're you've got like these simple little creatures to begin with. Yeah, and the, the one more thing I keep bringing up that people seem to cling to right away for the role playing is uh, things like the armor and the weapons are very broad. There's like five ish type of types of weapons and like three te- three or four pounds of armor. And then it's like, okay, what is it? As soon as you name what it is, you, you've got big clunky armor. So is it a trench? Is it a bulletproof vest? Is it a, you know, old piece of armor? Is it, uh, did you tie bricks to yourself with string? What do you, <laughs> and everyone gets real into that, which is what I was called playing dress up at this point. <laughs> oh man. I have to say my favorite bit of armor that you have written in the book <laughs> is literally I think I have invisible armor on. Yep, imaginary armor is different than <laughs> no armor at all. Because, yeah, <laughs> someone worked for days clearly lying to you, like pantomiming making a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they worked real hard lying to you. Or, you know, like the, the wizard, uh, I, I adapted a little bit to have more options to be like, you think you have a magic amulet. Or, like... The doctor gave you a sticker for being a good boy. So you, <laughs> you think you're protected by it. Like, <laughs> or good luck charm. You, you're like, I'm a rabbit's foot. Nothing's going to kill me. <laughs> Which, yeah, you're easy to hit, but you have uh, much better courage rolls because you're like, I will never die. My invisible bulletproof vest is on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, the, it's the fear that will kill them. <laughs> it's the fa- if they weren't panicking idiots... They would just rule this shit. <laughs> rule everything they come across. Like a swarm of demons. Mr. Goblins is uh, is Dungeons and Dragons plus uh, the Emperor's New Clothes plus, and who was the guy that fought a windmill, Chris? Don Quixote. Uh, Don-, Don Quixote. I, I like that. <laughs> I feel like that would be a, I, I feel like that's been a character somewhere in the in the Goblin world, actually. But Oh, yeah, but his name's something stupid like Windmill Fighter or Windmill <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch McWindmill. <laughs> Shit, I'm writing that down. Blast. <laughs> Fight Windmill. Okay, no, I think there's a character, I have a character like that in the book of uh, Captain Brave Bones that everyone seems to fall in love with. Uh, yeah, I'll say it real quick here. Punchy. <laughs> Fucking phone, never mind. I'll do it on documents, but uh, I'll put it in the chat so I don't forget. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, there's Captain Bravebones, who is the world's only goblin pirate, because he's the only one who remembers how boats work. <laughs> um, so he hangs out in the port, and he, he got a pirate hat, and he got a big raincoat, and a big old musket, and he's like, give me a boat. And he drives out of the million ocean, and he crashes, and he comes back with all this treasure. <laughs> like that, that, Because no one goes in the water, so he finds all the islands, he finds all the wrecked boats, and he's like, I'm here to buy a new boat. Repeat. Add a from item, and like there's a, a sample test quest I wrote for somebody who's that's like you. You all wake up on his boat, whether you've been joined or been drugged or like kidnapped, and you all find out the who. King's shilling. I don't know that one actually. King shilling. Oh, that's uh, what Shanghai. Basically. Oh, Shanghai. Yeah. 
yeah, you've, you've been you've been hired to Shanghai, and he's like, all right, let's find out who knows how to swim, and he kicks you off the boat one at a time, and uh, you go on his Captain Ahab hunt for the thing that sunk his last ship, and, <laughs> and then you'll probably crash with him, and he'll either bring you back or eat you, depending on how bad it goes. <laughs> oh my god, a, a good a good twist for that would be the thing that crashed that sunk his last ship was the ship before that. That's what he's trying to get to, actually. He's like, he's, he tells you, like, I've got treasure. Or, I'm gonna go get some treasure. I just need to get, need help. And it's his last ship that he also crashed. And the thing that sank <laughs> is like living in there, and he, and he hells hearts at it. Oh lord, <laughs> I, I can tell you, you like, you definitely have in, enjoyed this world that you've created here. It's, it's very contagious. I, I can't wait to play it. Yeah, I, it's. For a real long time, if I'm like writing a new, a paper or something like that, I'm like, I want to write something stupid. Like, I, I, I'm not in a good mood to write something good. And so I go write like a fan fiction or just some like dumb, like one shot, like parody story of like, like, uh, I think I did once just because I wrote like a, a ship full of pirates. And then one of them stops eventually and is like, Guys, it's 2015. Why are we old timey pirates? And like, it's just like it's like a dumb thing they do on their weekends just to fuck around. Like, but yeah, it, it's definitely like a let your hair down kind of RPG, and then writing it is very much in that way. And it just takes something, make it stupid, and then you got a game. Mm-hmm. Which you know, again, like serious dark games can be amazing. I've done some wonderful ones, but yeah. yeah, everyone laughing is my favorite kinds of games. So that this. Even just by reading the book, people seem to be laughing yeah. at it. Like you, you showed me here, but uh, people are laughing at the rules when they're making characters. So I was like, "All right, mission accomplished." <laughs> Step one. Oh, speaking of the book, though, how far along is it? And like, so where are you at in, in the actual process of getting this product out? See, basic book is essentially done. I've I'm kind of making tweaks here and there as I get playtests back. That's about all it's come down to. That's another pass editing and formatting and all that, and uh, then that should be it. I believe uh, like late next year, mid next year is supposed to be the uh, expected release for the proper product. Yeah, I think it was. I can't remember. It's like it's October of eighteen. Yeah, that, that's the expected delivery was uh, next October, twenty eighteen. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, mostly there, just just tweaks and pokes. Like, hey, obviously design games in your free time. Why? Well, that's kind of a yeah. That is kind of a story. Um, yeah, there we go. Brief, to be brief, to be brief about it. Uh, uh, let's see. I got into RPGs because I had a older friend in high school who was like, "You should try this shit out." I'm like, "Okay," and uh, I'm vaguely aware of some cartoons. And uh, he he had the he seemed to have the group that was like just as was all D and D and D twenty stuff, but they were very like intent with it and kind of bored with it. So they were making like ridiculous characters where like they had the uh, the ogre that shot like sapling arrows because he's you know it's a new size tier up and uh, he's like I, I I'm gonna be a monk I'm tired of being a regular monk so I'm gonna be like a mole man from this like obscure book and uh, we're just gonna punk each other during the game and and like, we're just gonna prank each other like middle of the night in the war campaign just because we're bored and and I was like all right it's kind of cool I want to share that experience with my bros because I'm I think he went to college or something there about and I was also like well I'm in high school with no job yet. I cannot afford these five hardcover books. So I'm going to look up on Google, see how much what information I can find, and improvise the rest. And they don't play the game either, so they won't know better. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hodgepodge copycatting D&D for a while. And they had a fucking blast. And I, I kind of like made the spells up as they leveled up. And I was like, alright, uh, this and this one does this much damage, whatever. And uh, and we all kind of got into that thing for a while, just making up systems each other. And he's like, a friend made up another one, and we made it a bit more big and small-scale stuff. And then I kind of got into very uh, – as I got into the weirder stuff, I was like, that mechanic sounds neat. I, what's a fate point? I want to tinker with that a little bit. So I always keep just gutting all the systems I kind of find, as which kind of a lot of that went to Goblin here with the little fears, terror factor, and D&D light kind of rule set. Uh, and every so often I'll still like crank out like a two-to-five page, just like – whatever system so like you basically make the zine version of systems and i love that yeah i'm like i like i want to run a game in fate but i don't like this and this rule so i'm just gonna hodgepodge this together there's a copycat effectively the same thing yeah i think i literally made like one that's like just a two to three page uh one based on a sentence i thought randomly called fuck you i'm a gnome (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that I've run like three times now, and it's it's short and stupid, and that no one ca- no one cares. But uh... okay, I just have to tell you right now. Whenever I play D anD D, I always play a gnome, and that's sincerely <laughs> my reason deep inside. <laughs> what class do you go with with them usually? You cast your uh, bard. Uh, last time I played a gnome, he was a gnome fighter named Bindle Bloodfoot. And this was this was in 13th age, so I got to make my one unique thing. And uh, my one unique thing is that I have the most famous folk song about me in the land. <laughs> His name is Bindle Bloodfoot, and he's the shortest fighter in town. Nice. Uh, I, I went with... Uh more folklorish gnomes, so they are about a foot tall and have horrible, horrible fey powers based, that is fueled by their rage. <laughs> and, the, and the game always starts with, uh, your treasure's been stolen. You have a unique one-of-a-kind treasure you protect, and someone stole it. Go get them. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> uh, well, I, I, ran, like, I ran it for Crazon from uh, Alta Tavik or Mortis. Or Review Cultist there. But I, the first time I ran was just for him, and, and like he went to like a ta- like a, a prince stole it by mistake, like just was like oh shiny thing is mine, and uh, he just woke up to a missing. So he 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 harassed the birds, as I recall, to ask what they saw, and they sent him on the way. He went into a village, got his ass kicked by a cat, <laughs> which fueled his rage more and more. But he's like, I don't want to burn my rage yet, and like figured would- up like tell. I would play that game in, like, a fucking small town in modern-day Texas. <laughs> it's like someone stole your special Diet Coke bottle cap. Yeah, that would work. Like, I literally played one, or another one, a guy, like, wore squirrel skins, and his treasure was his collection of nuts. <laughs> it ended up being stolen by a hungry peasant, and he's like, nope, fuck that guy. <laughs> and, like, how angry they are. They can, like, warp reality to their will and such, like... One's like a minor curse and like four or five points. The one turned into a giant and fist fought an actual giant. And like, oh, or you can be like, you know, I curse you to turn into a statue or whatever. Like the one, like Crazon's game, he got, the, the prince was like, no, screw you. And threw him in his, uh, threw him in a jar, put him in his treasure trove. And so he's like, all right, I'm done with this. And he like just summoned spectral fire to melt all of his gold and run out the drain. And like just took his jewel or whatever and went home. <laughs> like you do. Mm-hmm. Cause fuck you, I'm a gnome. <laughs> I think we need this. There needs to be a supplement. I, I can just share that. It's like two pages. I'm, I think I threw it out just because on 4chan once, and I never heard back on besides like general thumbs up. I, I, I am vaguely talking with Matt of uh, he, he said like, what about kobolds? I was like, I don't know for sure what kobolds are like in this world yet. I do, I do mention them by like once or twice in passing. Uh, but the possible expansion of kobolds or ogres is on the table. And I, if I recall correctly from the previous interview you did for us, I did listen to that. There is a, a lot of content that you just kind of have tabled for now, just like at least characters or other creatures and so forth. Is that correct? Yeah, the uh, expansion, uh, the stretch goals, rather, uh, to include two expansion books, the lower being basically a collection of quests and sample adventures, which I am so far leaning towards being like a uh, effectively a fantasy or elder god starts leaking into their world through that portal they came from and they finally have to give a shit and defend it in some way and then the uh, further book called uh, yeah, Going Green was going to be the quest book and Lot of Lore was the I had like 50 too many monsters and a list of 100 uh, goblin tech or magic items in there that Matt was kind of like let's just, let's just give them rules to make their own and we'll uh, splat book that someday <laughs> Which, yeah, that would be a lot of characters and yeah. extra monsters to fill in the world. Because they all had, like, backstories and crap like that. And, like, this is a mutated bear that grew an extra head. And this is what goblins think of it. Okay. Uh, appreciate you spending spending your time with us discussing goblins. It seems like, just for the people at home, goblins will be is kickstarting now November 10th, if I'm not mistaken, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So still plenty of time to jump on in and join the wonderful world of goblins. Yeah, we Matt did make a shortcut as well. So it's a uh, goblin.house will take you there just directly. Goblin.house. Because mm-hmm. goblin house is the what they call Earth. It's, they thought real hard and they <laughs> realized they lived there. So it's goblin house now. <laughs> Shit, man. You sure are right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, stupid works, so... Oh, God, now I'm going to have a Goblin House of Cards game. Oh, yeah, no, there definitely has to be a Goblin can- 
uh, Kevin Spacey in there too, <laughs> doing his like worst Colonel Sweetwater accent. I get the reference, but I don't know what that show or movie is. Oh. Oh, I yeah. know it is one. <laughs> it's a terrible Netflix show that like it's all about politics, except it's like super Shakespearean. So like Kevin Spacey does asides where he's like, "Well, here I am with my terrible." <laughs> Foghorn, leghorn accent. Fucking this, <laughs> this is the terrible thing I'm about to do. Uh, I do leave some like one sentence adventures in there, including uh, various political games. But the one that came to mind was uh, the House of Pearls. This mysterious giant white house that's surrounded by security fences and turrets. That everyone's like, what's inside? No one's been there the entire time, and it's just literally the White House and. The premise being a not Ocean's Eleven to get in there. Oh my god, that sounds fantastic! <laughs> awesome, awesome. I need you to walk in front of the turret. That's it. <laughs> Is there any place that people like you? You have anything on the internet, social media for this or anything like that? Yeah, there's the Goblin site itself. Um, me personally, uh, I've recently gotten to Twitter. Um, anime underscore daydreams. Um, because I just do a podcast with my fiance, Anime Daydreams, which is we, uh, she wanted to do an anime review show. I said there's about a hundred of those. So we instead make up a anime two minutes before the show and then review it <laughs> and just try to like, they just like play chicken improv with each other. Just be like, what do you think about this character? Glare. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Well, I guess, uh, what, what do we do, do do at this point of the show? Chris, it's been so long. Uh, we talk about, uh, our social media platform, yeah. which we don't really use. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Just it's there. Just, yeah, yeah, there it is. Kind of deal. And then I talk about uh, our uh, theme song, which is uh, Critical Hit by Ghost Mice. So check them out at Planet X Records for more folk punk goodness. Awesome. And do we think... I will. And again, Greg, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And looking forward to having this game. Yeah, look forward to hearing what you guys make of it, should you run it someday. Oh, we, we, we'll make abominations, sir. Don't you worry. <laughs> Got it. Attaboy. <laughs> All righty. Well, this is, I guess, this is the Real Plan Exchange. And, Chris, did we think it through? <laughs> Once again, we did not think this through. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Get out. Not all fights are won by skill. Some are won by luck. Don't ever give in. You've got to keep on trying till you lose or you win. Cross your fingers, roll the die. Wait with hope for the big 2-0. Cross your fingers, roll the die. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Let it roll, let it go.